Come join me. Come join me on the, tonight's magical journey. See where we end up. See where we go. I think. Got one. All right. Thanks for joining me. Okay. Everyone come on. Jump on in. See where everyone is. What's everyone going on tonight? Today is a... Man, it's uh, What is it? It's Monday. Monday night. Monday night raw. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, I am your host tonight. Uh, this, my name is Chad Hansen. I am coming to you live from my office right now. See, yeah, only here just for a brief moment, and then I'll be wandering like usual. Yes, Star Wars for you, Star Wars fans out there. May the Fourth be with you. Uh, truthfully, uh, I never really got into Star Wars that much. I loved Han Solo, and I loved uh, 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 when there was Han uh, Harrison Ford, and when it was uh, that other guy, Mark Hamill, and then especially when it was uh, Chewbacca. But then when it got to the, like all the older generation type Star Wars, that was just, uh, I don't know. I am not a huge, huge fan of, of those kind of things. Um, Catherine, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Uh, let me know where everyone's from. You know, guys, jump on in. And as always, please, 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 I was late to start this, so please like and share so everyone knows we are going right now. Um, Someone go over on the Two Wolves Media site because I can't do it while I'm already broadcasting. Well, maybe I can. I don't know. I probably could do it from my computer. And uh, someone posted that Raw's Raw is live right now. If people can't figure that out, Raw is happening now. Uh, like and share this right now. This is an opportunity. Um, I'm gonna kind of delay here just so we can get a chance to everyone jump in everyone tell me where you're from we got parma we got boise hi jessica jennifer uh nampa of course come on where's my worldwide travelers where are they all at who else is here uh let me know where you guys are all from what's going on how uh let's just do a quick check-in i guess how is everything going is is and everyone else is part of the obviously i know idaho because i'm here ah uh, michelle how's ohio has ohio reached stage one of starting to open things up yet hey mom how are you hey sarah um so other states have you guys reached stage one have you got to do anything any of the openings or any of that stuff or are we still in the gathering stages? Let me know. Um, tonight, as promised last week, uh, it was brought up a few times. You don't remember what we talked about last week? That makes two of us. No, just kidding. Uh, last week we talked about... I want to say... What did we talk about? Hold on. Yeah. Uh, if onlys and what ifs in regards to anxiety and how that creates anxiety of uh, comparisons and how we try to compare ourselves. Colorado. Oh, thanks, Chrissy, for tuning in. All right, good. First reopening stage. That's good to hear for Colorado. Need to take a trip out there and visit. Uh, definitely love Colorado. Um, medical openings, yep, that's definitely all the way around. Here in Idaho, uh, even though stage one is just saying that we're supposed to be kind of, I don't even know what stage one consists of, small openings. Oh, man. 
I'm sorry, Michelle. That sucks that they stayed home till May 29th. Yes, Jessica, thanks for reminding me about the guilt and shame. Um, but yeah, actually in Idaho, my wife and I, we went for a little, I don't know, tandem bicycle ride. Hi, Brooke, thanks for joining us all the way from Minnesota. Appreciate it. Um, and, you know, it turns out that uh, I think there's a little revolt going on here because bars aren't supposed to be open and restaurants aren't supposed to be open. Hey, Claren, thanks for joining us again. Uh, but bars and restaurants aren't supposed to be open, far as I know. But uh, people are just starting to say, you know what? I'm not going to let my business keep going down, waiting for everyone else to decide to jump on board whether this is a good thing or bad thing. So, that's what's going on. Um, you know, that's fantastic. Arizona's letting salons and restaurants open. Great. I know where my first trip is to. Arizona. Um, anything. The idea is that, you know, I think that's what's going to start to happen is this little... If, if, if it continues the way it's continuing, there's going to be a little revolt on their hands that they're going to have to deal with, and that's just going to stink all the way around. Um, any other check-ins before we kind of get started with tonight's show? Tonight's show, of course, we talked about guilt and shame last week. Uh, tonight, we're talking about forgiveness. Um, yeah, I think those kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, I imagine there's a big-time rebellion there. Hey, Stacy, thanks for joining us from Nebraska. What part of Nebraska are you from? Uh, my sister lived in Nebraska for a bit, and I had a short stint there as well. What part? If you don't mind outing yourself to the world here. Um, patience, patience, patience. Well, let's continue on. Don't know if Stacy's going to want to tell me where she's from. Hey, Bridget, thanks for joining us from North Carolina. Appreciate that. Uh, hopefully, stay-at-home orders starting to be lifted there as well. What we're just talking about is we're talking about if this thing doesn't kind of move forward, there's going to be a revolt going on on the hands of all different governors across the nation. Um, people are just, I think they want to be moving and active. Nonetheless, uh, some exciting news. Let's see what else. Different things that have happened this week. Um, mentioned date night. Uh, spent most of the weekend putting together a patio, uh, outdoor patio. Um, you know, and that's definitely been one of those. Ah, Grand Island. I've been there. Jennifer White, thanks for joining us from Maine all the way across. All right, state to state. I've been to Maine. That's a good place. Oh, man, I'm sorry, Chris. Sorry that you're captive in Washington State. Have they? I'm guessing they probably have not reached stage one yet. Um, that's just such a bummer. Well, hopefully I can offer you guys some release. So as we kind of start tonight's show, uh, once again, please like and share. Um, I'm just a part of Two Wolves Media, just kind of a host, I guess. Um, but, you know, they do a lot of good things from putting on different events, making sure other people are recognized, and they're trying to spread the love of uh, positivity and not so much this negativity. So uh, there is that. Um, but like and share because this is... I love doing it. I love to... I love putting this on for you guys as well. Hey, anyone who's in Idaho as well, Thursday mornings on... 88.7 the project radio from 7 to 9 no 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock i'm also on there fielding questions so if you have any burning questions so far they've been a lot about relationship but if you have any questions whatsoever i am happy to answer those call answer those questions and be there so as i said tonight's topic is forgiveness forgiveness is wow that is a hard topic. I got some, <laughs> some statistics for you. Here's some statistics that I've looked up ahead of time here. Let me get on my trusty computer. This is from 
It says, Americans crave forgiveness but are not very forgiving is the title. Uh, so most, most Americans have a desire for forgiveness in their lives, but they are more critical when choosing who to forgive, according to a survey. So we crave forgiveness, we want forgiveness, we, we desire forgiveness, but then when it comes down to who we choose to forgive, that's a different story. Uh, JJ, thanks for joining us. So according to the new survey, 62% of American adults say they need more forgiveness in their personal lives. How about you guys? This is an interactive show. Please jump in anytime. Uh, if you join us for the first time, once again, my name is Chad. I'm a mental health counselor here in Idaho. Yes, I agree, Dwayne. It is very hard to forgive someone. Um, but we're going to talk about a differentiation, I can't even say it, of uh, what I think a lot of us look at forgiveness as. But 62% of American adults say they need more forgiveness in their personal lives. And 94% wanted to see more forgiveness in the country according to a study by the Michigan Bates uh, Institute, okay? Um, that's, that's a lot. Americans express a near universal desire for a more loving and unified world. I would agree, right? Well, I mean, you know, spread a little love, put a little love in your heart, and the world will be a better place, right? For you, for me, come on, for the world to see. I'm not going to sing. Um... Yeah, the closer you are, the mom, yeah, absolutely, the harder it is to forgive. We're going to talk about that. Research found that even though the U.S. is composed of people who are usually forgiving people, more than half of Americans said there are situations where people should never be forgiven. Well, let's throw that out there. Can you name a scenario? Oh, I'm going to let you guys jump in. Name a scenario right now where you feel like someone should never be forgiven, if any. No right or wrong answer. It's just opinions. We're just hearing of people's opinions. What is a scenario where we feel like someone should not be... Hey, Dad. Uh, where we should feel like someone should not be forgiven. Bruce, thanks for joining me. What is one area where we feel like someone should not be forgiven? If at all. I said, where does this come from? Researchers found that even though the U.S. is composed of people who are usually... Forgiving, more than half of Americans said there are situations where people should never be forgiven. What's your thoughts? Jump in. Um, some thoughts they give, of course. If, of course, they're going to go with the big whammies right away. They're going to go with the whammy of uh, a murder. Yep, that's on the, that's on the list, yeah. Um, so, Mom, if murder happened, can't forgive. Got it. No worries. Uh, what else? Anybody else? Anybody else want to throw out there things that they feel like they can never forgive? Um, of course, Shannon, nice, good answer. Doesn't exist. Nobody deserves forgiveness, but if we want it, we have to be willing to give it. Good. Leaving the family for mistress. Ooh, yeah, Jennifer, definitely. That that could be one of those. Uh, that's very hard to forgive. Um, what else? Child molestation. Man, that's tough. Yeah, JJ, I, I see that often. That's also on here. Never be forgiven. They say abuse, sex crimes. You both mentioned that. Murder. Um, and, of course, intentionally committed crimes. What is that? That's, uh, uh, intentionally committed crimes would be things that are directly done against us. You know, Bruce, I think you agreed. He said, I think we want to believe that there are things that are unforgivable because that it lets us off the hook. Yeah, good answer. Um, and I guess it all depends. A lot of us say that things are, you know, oh, everything's forgivable. You know, everything's going to be completely forgivable. I can forgive, I can forgive, I can forgive. But truthfully, it's lip service until we've been in that situation. Until we've been in that position, it's a great idea, great thought, great great foundation, great belief to have. But then all of a sudden, when your kid's the one who's abused, when your child or your wife or your kid or your family is murdered, or when someone intentionally comes after you and commits a crime on you, 
then it makes it a lot more difficult to decide whether you can truly forgive. It's a great thought process. I agree. Um, jumping ahead there, Claren, but you're absolutely right. Forgiveness is for our benefit, not theirs. You know, see, uh, you know, Dwayne, Dwayne, you said for a long time, I thought someone who lied and tried to fraud about their military service, but now I can forgive and forget, uh, move on from them. That's good. More power to you. Let's go on with the survey, and then we'll jump into this a lot more. Wow. Claren, oh, it's amazing that you were able to do that. I'm sorry about that. The survey found that a majority of Americans also believe forgiveness is conditional. Wait a minute. Wait a second. Wait a wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's conditional. Yeah. It says 60% said forgiving someone would first depend on the offender apologizing. So let's go back to that question. So you guys said, for, for those who said, okay, there's some things that I definitely wouldn't forgive. And for those of you who said, hey, look. This is definitely something I would be willing to accept and I can forgive them. How many of you would still agree with the fact that they would forgive someone even if that offender or the person was not apologetic or willing to make changes? So once again, the question is, is could we or would you still be able to forgive someone who was not apologetic and did not make any changes. Yeah, I agree. Jennifer, I get that. No. Sorry just doesn't cut it sometimes, Jessica. Yeah, you mentioned that. Um, a lot of us are in the boat of, okay, yeah, I can forgive. Especially if that murderer comes up to me and says, hey, I'm really sorry. I totally messed up. That is totally my fault. I feel horrible. I'm this bad person. You know, please, 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 please forgive me. Uh, yeah, true forgiveness requires action to support expression of regret. 100%. But there is a truth in the fact that you guys are not talking about forgiveness. What do I mean? We're talking about two different things. Let's keep going and then I'll tell you what we're talking about. Most people said they sought the advice of friends and family rather than religious leaders when grappling with the issue of forgiveness. Well, one in four say they did not know where to go for help with spiritual needs and a third of them struggle with spirituality. Now, while most Americans are not running to churches and religious leaders uh, with forgiveness and other personal issues, 60% said... They are more spiritual now than they were five years ago. Oh, you guys are hot on this topic. I like it. I love it. So what we're finding here is we're finding that a lot of people really wonder about uh, forgiveness. Now let's go on to that again. No, I understand, Claire, and I, I think that's amazing that you did it. And you're right. It feels easier for the perpetrator for, for us to forgive when the perpetrator has genuine remorse. Um, where else was I going to go? Hold on one sec, guys. Sorry. He even says that one in four uh, Christians practice, and pra practicing Christians have a hard time struggling to forgive as well. Which is interesting. So, what are we talking about here? Is forgiveness just for us? Well, maybe. Here's the difference. I think a lot of us are looking at forgiveness as in how do we define forgiveness? We define forgiveness as, hey, maybe we should have a relationship. No. There's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. See, forgiveness says I do not hold someone accountable anymore. I'm not holding them accountable. Now, I may still hurt. I may still struggle, but I'm not holding them accountable. But that also doesn't mean I have a relationship with them. Reconciliation is where one person comes to you and says, hey, I made a mistake. And the other person comes to you and says, I made a mistake. And then we say, hey, let's move forward together. 
That's reconciliation. Now, a lot of us are looking at forgiveness like reconciliation. That doesn't always happen. Why? Because we live in a world where there's not always... We live in a world where there's not always the ability of someone else who wants to reconcile. They don't want to do something that allows them to repair things. I mean, truthfully, a lot of times when we're angry and we're upset about something that's going on, rarely is the other person actually even care. There's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Reconciliation says, hey, look, I'm willing to look at this relationship and I genuinely feel remorseful about what's happened. And so because I feel remorseful about what happened, I want to do everything I possibly can to try to make it right. I want to do everything I possibly can to make it right. That's what I want to do. That's, that's reconciliation. That's when an abuser comes to you and says, Hey, look, I realize I caused you this abuse. Now, I want to participate in your redemption process. Let me help you pay for counseling. Let me go to, uh, to the family with you and, and share my piece of it. Let me take ownership. Let me, let me turn myself in. Let me do these things, whatever I need to do to make sure that this happens. You know, reconciliation is the thing that we're constantly looking for. Reconciliation is, is that wholeness of everyone coming back together and saying, I was wrong. I was wrong. And then being able to do it. Now, here's the hardest part about forgiveness, and here's the hardest part of reconciliation. And I am trying to keep up with your questions. You guys are great. Uh, forgiveness necessary is completely empty of self in order to be very close. Uh, good distinction. You know, look, the idea is this. All right, so the hardest part about forgiveness is Accountability. Accountability. Now, a lot of times, no one really wronged us. No one really, we didn't do anything wrong. And so it's hard for us to be able to take and reconcile. Because in, in, when reconcile, reconciliation happens, then it's two parties coming together and saying, hey, I might have reacted a little harshly. Or, hey, I might have did this to you. And it's an ability to own it. Now, this is a hard thing. It's even hard for my daughters. I go to my daughters and they go, hey, Ava comes running to me and Ava goes, hey, daddy, 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 Vera hit me, Vera hit me, Vera hit me. And I'm like, okay, what'd you do? And she's like, you're not listening. Dad, Vera hit me. Ava, what did you do? Dad, why don't you listen to me? What did you do? All right, I might have sprayed her with water. Okay, got it. There's a responsibility taken. Vera comes to me and Vera goes, Dad, Ava sprayed me with water. What did you do? Dad, you're not listening. Vera sprayed me with water. I mean, Ava sprayed me with water. <laughs> I can't even keep my kids straight. Ava sprayed me with water. Dad, what did you do? Dad, please listen to me. It was my favorite dress, and she sprayed me with water. Ava sprayed me with water. What did you do? Okay, I hit her. Reconciliation requires us to come together, and there's an acknowledgement a lot of times on both parts. Now, there's not always necessarily someone who did fault. There's not necessarily always someone who did wrong. Let's take an ex issue of abuse. Obviously, in that case, no one else needs to reconcile in that, in that situation. Uh, the, the party who's the victim should not be reconciled and say, hey, I'm sorry for being in the room. Uh, because that would just be making the victim be even, feel even worse. But reconciliation is what everyone wants. I mean, because deep down, we all want that person to come to us and say, I screwed up. I definitely messed up and I should not have done what I did. And please, 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 will you forgive me? Now, here's the interesting aspect of forgiveness. Uh, what's his name? 
Gary Chapman says in, in, in the aspect of forgiveness, when he talks about the apology languages, if you aren't familiar with that, there's five different apology languages. Uh, real quick, just doing a quick glance over it. It's uh, expressing regret, uh, requesting forgiveness, Seeking repentance. Uh, what, what, what's the other one? Uh, yeah. Oops, you shouldn't have even gone there because I forget it now. Uh, expressing regret, asking forgiveness. Accepting responsibility is the fourth one. And the fifth one is... Uh, um, golly, sorry. Guys, I stink right now. Uh, hang with me. Making restitution. Those are the five apology languages. Uh, so once again, expressing regret, accepting responsibility, making restitution, genuinely repenting, and requesting forgiveness. Now why is this important? Because forgiveness is interesting. Forgiveness says that the person who comes and asks, do you forgive me, should then ultimately, they hang their head on the fact that they risk rejection. Someone could ultimately say, no, I don't forgive you at all then you, where, where does the relationship go it just goes south completely um the other option is is of course if someone chooses to forgive them they give up the right to act justice on them now it's important to recognize like i said what is forgiveness and what is not forgiveness is you know and wow christy that's amazing um i think that forgiveness is is the ability to not hold someone accountable. Now this is hard. But forgiveness is not just. It's not about the other person. And some people are like man. That person does not deserve to be forgiven. Because they abused me. Or they did this. Or they did that. And I fully agree. I fully agree. They don't deserve it. But you do. You deserve it. You deserve to let go of that offense that is continuing to hold on to the anger inside of you. You deserve the opportunity to have a healthy life. You deserve to have the opportunity of seeing a life of what it looks like without addiction, without negative behaviors, without those things. You're right. No one else deserves that. And maybe, maybe that person doesn't deserve it because of the way they wronged us. But you do. You do get the option of it. Thomas Sazaz said, The stupid neither forgive, forget. The stupid neither forgive nor forget. The naive forgive and forget. The wise forgives but does not forget. I'll say that again. The stupid neither forgive nor forget. The naive forgives and forgets. And the wise forgives but does not forget. See, look. There's six important facts about forgiveness that we need to keep in mind. In everyone's life, there's always going to be these moments when we feel victimized. That it's going to happen at some point, sometime, in another. There's going to be big moments like abuse or things like that. God help us, help us all that there's never any murder or anything else like that. There already has been. I, Man, I, uh, heart breaks. But... Uh, there's great and small moments when we're going to feel victimized. You know, from our from from partners doing their doing their share of the chores, not holding on to infidelity, to mass murder, to everything in between. There's always going to be times when we must decide whether to forgive or not. But forgiving someone who has hurt us, forgiving someone who has hurt us goes against our natural instincts. For survival and self-preservation. Doesn't it? Why would I want to get back into a relationship? Or why would I want to give someone the chance to hurt me again? Doesn't forgiving them just give them a pass? Is what some people might say. They don't deserve and minimize the harm they've caused. If I don't, if I don't hold them to it. If I don't hold their feet to the fire. Then how are they ever going to know? Won't they or others then just see me as a doormat and just keep doing it and doing it and doing it again? If we don't forgive, 
The only person we're really hurting is ourselves. The other person doesn't care. They don't give two craps about it. Not one bit. They don't care at all. They don't care about how bad you're hurting. They don't care about the fact that you may be struggling with addiction. They don't care about the fact that you're in anger. They don't care about all the projection and the fear and all the, the, the stuff, the anxiety, the ni- nightmares, all the things that are keeping you up at night. They don't care. But if we don't forgive, we're the one, who are we really hurting? But dwelling on the incident, we keep the bitterness alive. So like I said, there's six keys or six tips that I, I can tell you about forgiveness. Um, and that is this. Forgiveness makes you happy and healthier. Studies have shown that people who forgive are happier and healthier than people who are not. Holding on to grudges. Uh, JJ, you beat me to it. Nice job. Unforgiveness is like eating a poison apple and expecting the other person to die. Absolutely. Um, you're eating the apple. Remember that. Nobody else is. But anyway, studies have said that happier and healthier. Holding on to grudges harms your health. What do you mean? Anxiety? Chronic stressors? More likely to commit, uh, to be an addiction, uh, uh, to fall into addiction? Uh, if you're unforgiving, you get a burst stress of hormones called cortisol, which then every time you think about the offending event or every time you ruminate about them or every time you see that or every time those things happen, the harm that has been caused causes your blood pressure to raise and strain on your heart. Boom, 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 and then heart attack. Over the long term, this can make you more vulnerable to disease called heart disease cardiac arrest it takes attention away from maintaining your health and happiness in the present remember we talked about that last time what ifs live keeps you leaving what ifs keep you living in the future if only's keep you living in the past we want to live in the present the present you may also become less likely to trust and then you may actually miss out on other relationships or opportunities that come your way because you're so afraid you're going to get hurt. Uh, the benefit of forgiveness is, of course, closer relationship, depending on how that perpetrator has hurt us. Uh, the disadvantage is, just like Bruce had mentioned, the doormat effect. Doormat effect says that, hey, look, because I forgave somebody once, they're going to do it again and I'm going to get walked on. And I'm going to get walked on. And I'm going to get walked on. Um, research shows research on couples shows that one partner doesn't change or shows remorse. The other partner's forgiveness actually lowers the forgiver's self-esteem. So let's think about that. Hold on. Re- listen to that again. Um, so a lot of times we, we deal with narcissists, right? And narcissists end up feeling resentful, demoralized after spending years trying to forgive a spouse. If you have someone you're dealing with as a, a narcissist, if you got a, if you're a spouse and, or a sibling or someone's a narcissist, repeated bad behavior. Couple research on, on couples shows that when one partner doesn't change or show remorse, the other partner's forgiveness actually lowers the forgiver's self-esteem. Isn't that crazy? Forgiveness increases self-esteem and whose partners take responsibility and work on changing behavior. This is one, once again, hey Amanda, thanks for joining us from Utah. Um, this is once again why we talked about the point of forgiveness versus reconciliation. If you have a person that continues to kick you and 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 kick you, and kick you don't keep standing there to get kicked. Walk away. Walk away. You know, when, when that happens and you keep getting kicked and kicked and kicked and kicked, walk away. Forgiveness does not require a relationship. Reconciliation does. But you can only reconcile if the other person is willing to reconcile. If the other person is not willing to reconcile, you cannot reconcile. It just doesn't happen. It won't happen. But if we continue to look for forgiveness and that other person is not giving it, 
That other person is showing no remorse and we continue to take it and take it and take it and take it. It lowers the forgiver's self-esteem. It affects the forgiver's self-worth. So don't continue to take it. Recognize, recognize that, hey, look, my job is to forgive them, but reconciliation is obviously not possible. I can forgive, but reconciliation is not possible. And if I continue to do this and continue to do this, it's going to affect my self-worth to the point where, who knows? I mean, you see them. You know, exactly. Forgiveness doesn't require staying. I agree. But you see this a lot of times in relationships and marriages and, and, and families and friendships and other things like that. People just keep taking the abuse and the abuse and the abuse and the abuse. And boom. You got to get away. Think of it like a sunburn. Whether it's a friendship or whether it's a, a family member or whether it's a spouse or whatever that is. Think of it like a sunburn. I got a major sunburn. Man, it's, it, it burns. And every time I run around that person, they slap it with their words or their comments or the different things that they do. They slap it again and again and again and again. Sometimes you need a little bit of distance to let that sunburn heal. And then maybe you can see if that distance has allowed learning on the other person's part to actually happen. But don't keep sitting there if the sunburn keeps getting slapped. Separate. Stop. Get away. Don't hang out with that family member. Don't do that. Get a new tattoo. Whatever you need to do. And allow the aloe vera to start working. <laughs> Remember, forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation. It's not the same. Third point. Lack of for forgiveness erodes a sense of partnership. So a very wise once person said, A happy marriage is a union of two good forgivers. Same thing, Claren. If you ask for forgiveness, you've tried. Not much more you can do. Some people would prefer to hold on to their hurt because it makes them unique and it gives them uh, something to complain about and something to hold on to. Does that make sense? Some people want that pain. Oh, that tattoo? Yeah, thanks. Uh, it's got the kids' names in the roots. But anyway... Um, some people want to hold on to that pain because it makes them unique and it gives them something to complain about. It gives them something to hurt about, something to uh, identify with. And so if you've asked for forgiveness and you tried to show remorse through your actions and everything like that and they won't forgive, you just tell them, hey, look, the door's open and I'm ready to talk whenever you are and we'll go from there. Uh, but as I was saying, lack of forgiveness erodes a partnership. A very wise person once said, a happy marriage is a union of two good forgivers. Meaning everyone's going to mess up in any type of relationship, right? Better to let the small things go to, than to get into a negative cycle. Researchers show that couples who don't forgive get competitive and focus on being right and winning arguments. I think more often than not, this happens where it's trying to keep score, trying to keep score, trying to keep score. Remember, forgiveness is not about keeping score, nor is reconciliation for that matter too. Once again, fourth tip, intention and responsibility makes a difference. It's much easier to forgive someone who didn't realize they were causing harm than a person who intentionally hurts others. Of course, the person who didn't intend to cause harm are usually not so prideful that they don't mind asking for forgiveness or saying, hey, look, I was wrong, I messed up, I'm sorry. Uh, going back to your question before. Yep, exactly. Um, 
Claren, emotions get in the way of forgiveness. This is why some people don't forgive. Studies of brain scan shows that the emotional center of the limbic system lights up when we consider forgiving. Hey, Cindy, thanks for joining us. Uh, studies of the brain scan shows that the emotional centers of the limbic system light up when we consider forgiving. What does that mean? That means that research shows that negative emotions in general, including angry and hurt feelings, make it more difficult to forgive. So for many of us, forgiveness is a process that involves expressing and examining the anger and loss that we feel and understanding the impact of this on our lives. That's a key component. Don't let that, don't let that one go. That is a key component. We have to own our own emotions. Whether it's that anger, hurt, Sometimes we can't forgive until we process through that anger and that hurt. And that's the case. Journal, go break something, go shoot something, go write something, go commune with nature, go pray, go do something that allows you to finally let that go. Otherwise, it is going to be next to really hard to actually forgive in that case. Um, and then finally, also, of course, you know, lastly, when we choose forgiveness, it's empowering. You know, someone once told me uh, a long time ago, I don't remember who, but some, I'm sure you guys probably heard this, uh, Howl at the Moon, yeah, that's definitely, um, that you gotta think, uh, I don't know, if you guys are fishermen, maybe you guys understand this analogy, I, I am not, obviously. Um, anyway, if you got a hook here, like that kind of thing, yeah, that's the hook. Uh, you got a fish on this side, and you got another fish on this side. Apparently somebody caught two fish. And in order to get your fish off, which is right here, you have to take this fish off first. Meaning, in order for me to heal myself, I have to let go of something else. You know, so if, if I want to heal myself, my own pain, my own suffering, my own hurt, my own addiction, my own whatever, then I have to take off that first person. Why? One, they don't even care. But when I no longer hold them accountable, then I can take myself off the hook. What do you mean? What, why am I on the hook in the first place? Because eventually we blame ourselves enough that we feel like we've walked into that situation or we've walked into, um, we've allowed them to have too much control of us or whatever. And so then we feel like all we've been on is that hook longer and longer and longer. Um, you know, we need time and space to reflect on our own emotions. It's so important, guys, that if, if it says, according to this study... Doggone it, where'd my study go? If it said, according to the study, that we crave forgiveness, but we are not very forgiving, and that 94% of us want to see more forgiven in this country, and 62 of us said they need more forgiveness in our personal life, what do you think that means in our own personal journeys? Maybe whether it's weight loss, maybe it's beating an addiction, maybe it's uh, controlling our anger, maybe it's... Uh, loving our husbands or loving our wives better. Hey, Michael, thanks for joining us from Oregon. Uh, what do you think that means of what that would look like for our health, both our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health, our spiritual health? What does that look like if we finally allow ourselves to let things go and forgive? Because I tell you what, that other person doesn't really care. And truthfully, a lot of times when we're not forgiving, we're hating, which is fine. But I just want to make sure something you know this. What's the opposite of love? The opposite of love is not hate. 
because it requires just as much effort to hate someone as it does love someone. That is why it takes such a personal toll on our bodies to hate someone so much, to be so angry at them for what they've done. It takes a toll on our bodies, just like it takes on a toll on our bodies when we're in love. When we're in love, we want to swim across the oceans. We want to stay up all night. We want to forget about sleep. We want to do all these things that we could possibly do when we're in love. But when we hate someone, we'll go just the exact same stream. We'll go out of our way to change our number. We will make sure that we don't walk in the same grocery store. We'll avoid the family events. We will do all the possible things that we can do. Because if I hate someone, then I don't need to see them. And then therefore, that's what that forgiveness holds on to is I don't need to, I don't, I hate them too much. I can't forgive them. But here's the news flash. Absolutely. I definitely think shame resides in unforgiveness. It's definitely one of those places. But one of those things is the newsflash is this. Apathy is the opposite of love. Because apathy says, look, I don't care. You want to be at this family event? That's fine. I don't have to go. I don't have to talk to you. I don't have to... I don't have to avoid you. I don't have to do anything. We can coexist. We can coexist. Apathy says, I am not going to let you have any more control of my life. Whether that person caused you a lot of pain or abuse or trauma or whatever, apathy says, I'm not going to let you have any more control. You can just exist because obviously you don't really care. Hate says I am holding on to everything I possibly can because you deserve it. You deserve to be punished. You deserve this. You deserve that. And I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm telling you it is going to affect your health. Your physical health is going to go Your mental health is going to go Your spiritual health is going to go And your intellectual health is slowly going to... All going to go downhill. Look, guys, the lesson here tonight is we talked about shame and we talked about guilt last week. And although forgiveness is extremely hard, I am not going to say that it's not. It's necessary for us. They may not deserve forgiveness, but I do. I deserve to not, no longer to let addiction take over me. I deserve to no longer allow these things to just control me anymore. You know, apathy is the opposite of love. And it's not exactly the healthiest way. That's just an, a vision of what that looks like. Now, we add a little bit of forgiveness in there, and you're right. That's letting go in a healthy way. Only you, everyone out there, can decide how you want to live the rest of your life. Because I promise you this. Majority of Americans, when they are lying on their deathbed, when they're staring off into the great abyss of whatever waits for them on the other side, they are wondering about the things they have not done yet. They're not questioning the things they have. They're questioning the things they haven't. So don't let you or you allow that, 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 that unforgiveness to fester in your heart when you have the opportunity to heal from it to grow from it, to be relieved from that pain. That's your choice. That's my choice. But it affects our health. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Appreciate, man. It was a great discussion. Fantastic. Everyone jump in to Wolves Media Chat if you want to continue this discussion. Um... We will be uh, 
covering a new topic next week. I will have to think about what that topic's going to be, truthfully. Um, probably something falling along the lines of this. But uh, thanks so much for tuning in. You guys were great. Claren, you know, join California. Um, guys, let's not just let's not just let these be words and great, you know, little talk. Let's put it into action. You know, come back next week and tell me who you, who uh, who you were able to forgive, if anybody. Um, Cindy, I'm glad you jumped on tonight too. Make sure you catch all of it if you haven't. Um, you know, but yeah, that's the homework. If there's someone in your life that you haven't forgiven. Do it, whether it's in your heart or whether it's in person or wherever it is. Do it. You know, even if you don't go out and go tell that person, hey, I forgive you. Oh, sorry, not California. Even if you don't go out and go tell that person you forgive them, do it in your heart. Just say, hey, look, I release you. I'm not letting you, I'm not holding on to this anymore. You know, write a letter of forgiveness if you need to and burn it. Uh, write a letter of forgiveness and of, to whoever it's to. Put it on a uh, balloon. Tie it to the balloon and let it go. Uh, write a letter of forgiveness and stick it in a, a, I don't know, whatever you want. And then blow it up. Do those things. Allow yourself to make that steps because you deserve it. You know, your health depends on it. Guys, we're a great group tonight. Once again, really enjoy having you. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Please like and share this topic as a lot of people apparently are dealing with this. Like and share it. Um, tag Two Wolves Media. We are on, JJ, are you still here? We're on, oh boy. We'll talk about the rivers, huh? Okay, I'll think about that. <laughs> it's not copyrighted yet, but uh, that's okay. We'll see if we can do that next week. Um, let me think. Oh, yeah, anyway, we're on podcast. Uh, JJ, are you on here? If you are, let us know. <laughs> uh, thanks. All right. Fantastic. Now I'm getting peer pressure here. Uh, that's okay. Uh, yeah, we could probably talk about it next week. Um, anyway, we're on podcast, uh, Spotify, Radio Republic, Google Cast, um, some sort of thing called Anchored, um, and something else. I don't even know. Anyway, JJ, if you're on here, make sure you put that in the comments of exactly what show, what what uh, podcast we are on. But please like and share us. Tell your friends. Tell everyone. Once again, next Monday night we will be here at Raw, uh, live and unedited here with me. And I guess we'll be talking about the bodies of water. Got to give the people what they want, right? So plan for that. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great night. Bye-bye.